All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Sunday, one day before Memorial Day, a very special day for all of us. Please tune in tomorrow because we're going to have a great special with lots of American heroes and families of American heroes, including Taya Kyle, the extraordinary widow of Chris Kyle, the American sniper, the one who's made famous by the movie, a, a true American hero. Uh, we've also got Joe Kent, the congressman congressional candidate from the West Coast, who is an 11-time deployed Special Forces officer, and his extraordinary wife, Shannon, was killed in the line of duty, as well as a Navy cryptologist working in Syria, a family that has given so much to this country. We've got heroes up and down the lineup. Plus, I'll tell you a little bit about the story of my own uncle, Henry Lasker, who fought in World War II, and why he remains so close to me, and is the reason why Memorial Day has become so special to me over the last 50 years. Real fun story there. So tune in tomorrow for a special Memorial Day podcast. But today, we've got lots of news. We had some great interviews this week from our television show that we're going to kick off, including a fascinating discussion about what Republicans can do to reclaim the clean water, clean air clean energy debate from Democrats who've dominated it for years with their economy wrecking Green New Deal. Congresswoman Miller Meeks from Iowa is going to tell us what has been going on in this space. And uh, apparently Republicans are developing their own climate plan. It won't be radical. It'll be, uh, it has a lot, I assume it'll have a lot to do with nuclear power, which is a quick way to get to zero emissions in the utility sector. But we're going to have a great conversation with her. She is a really an articulate, a thoughtful member of Congress and, and deeply involved in the policy development side. So after that, we have South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson, who's doing some of the most important work on the border, on sex crimes, on so many different things. And we're going to stay on the border with Brandon Judd, the head of the union that represents our Border Patrol officers. A lot to talk about in the aftermath of the Title 42 ruling and all that's going on there. Blake Masters, he's a rising candidate for Arizona Senate. He's moved ahead of Mark Burnovich. A lot to talk about there. And finally, Dave Bossie, former advisor to President Trump, the head of Citizens United, 
We're going to talk to him about all things politics. All right. So that's our Sunday lineup. We hope you enjoyed. So kick back, grab that cup of coffee, listen in, read the newspaper, go out, mow the lawn, whatever is best on your mind. We're looking forward to having a great show today. We'll be back with you tomorrow on Memorial Day with a very special Memorial Day special edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back after the commercial break. First up, Congresswoman Miller Meeks from Iowa. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Welcome back, everybody. It's one of my favorite segments each month. It's sponsored by and brought to you by our good friends at Claire Path and the American Conservation Coalition, two groups 
trying to make the environment better without destroying the, uh, the economy. Now, we're grateful for their partnership to keep the conversation about clean energy, clean air, and clean water solutions at the forefront of America's priorities. Now, joining us is Congressman Marionette Miller-Meeks. It's great to have you here from the great state of Iowa, Congresswoman. Thank you so much, John. It's uh, wonderful to be with both you and Amanda. Yes, well, we, this is our favorite conversation of ours because we've been presented a false choice for a long time. We've been spent two or $3 trillion trying to build the clean energy economy. We really haven't made a lot of progress. Emissions keep going up. There is other ways to do this and getting rid of all the fossil fuels. You've been working on that. I know you hosted some members of Congress down in Texas. Tell us where the path for conservatives to conserve our environment goes. Well, first of all, let me just say that we as conservatives, as Republicans, we want to leave a cleaner, healthier planet for our children, our grandchildren. So let's start with that premise. If we want to do that, how is the best way to do that that doesn't ruin our economy? Because we know that we need to be able to compete globally. So we need to be able to, uh, to export, to produce, to manufacture here in the United States. We especially know that given what happened during the pandemic and our reliance upon China and what's happening in Ukraine now. So we need a strategy and a plan for energy uh, production, energy generation, that is a strategy that allows us to be flexible, that allows us to, uh, you know, to adapt uh, for different states, for rural states. I'm a rural state, uh, as well as urban areas. So a one-size-fits-all strategy or policy is not going to work throughout the United States. So um, having, you know, liquid fuels, very important. Uh, also, given all of the variety of things that are made with uh, oil and gas and petroleum products. So, for instance, I'm in the healthcare field, and we have a shortage right now of saline and ringer's lactate that you get through IVs, and that's because those bags are made with, guess what, petroleum products. So, um, also, I like to point out to people, there's about 300 million vehicles on the road today. So, these are, you know, personal vehicles, motorcycles, small trucks. And it takes about 30 kilowatt hours to have a 100 mile charge. So if you multiply, simple math, 300 million vehicles by 30 uh, kilowatt hours, you then see how many kilowatt hours in the trillions it's going to take just to power the transportation section alone. And you cannot get there with wind and solar. So that's a false narrative. Absolutely. And that number is astronomical. But, you know, when it comes to the narrative coming from the left about clean energy, they're so militant and legalistic about it that, like John said, it's a binary choice. It's, it's you know, this false choice between these two things. But you, along with your Iowa colleague in the Senate, Joni Ernst, you guys have both been talking about the energy that Iowa could unleash for the American people, but the Biden administration just doesn't seem receptive to it. But do you think that at any point in the future, the Iowa option, the Texas option, any of these options across our wonderful 50 states, is that something that Joe Biden is going to entertain, knowing how much that would alleviate the pressure on the American people? Absolutely. I, and I think, you know, the war in Ukraine has really pointed out the necessity for energy independence. We have to be energy independent in this country. And we were just 18 months ago. Um, we know that uh, the price of uh, filling up your car can be less than it is now. So the narrative on, you know, trying to uh, the Biden administration, trying to ruin the oil and gas industry, that has changed very rapidly in a short period of time. Uh, you know, people understand and they support the fact that we need liquid fuels. We need oil and gas. And here in Iowa, we could make up with all of the imports of Russian oil and gas with ethanol. Um, and so having this liquid fuel industry, this blended uh, fuel is one way to help reduce emissions. Uh, and we have done that in Iowa. So Iowa on its own, without carbon emission standards, without mandates, 
50% of our energy from in Iowa is from renewables. 50% of our electricity is from wind. We've done that without mandates. We've done that without emission standards. We are a net exporter of energy. If we can do this in Iowa, think what we can do throughout the entire United States to get cleaner energies, having the flexibility within our states to do what makes sense in our state, uh, and we can get to a policy where we reduce emissions and offset them. It's absolutely doable, but you need to have an energy strategy and energy policy to do that. And you need to stop putting and pitting people against one another. We can do this combined together. And then also using American innovation. Let us do what we do best, and that is to innovate. And we will find the solutions for how to get cleaner uh, energy, how to support our environment, but not uh, you know, penalize us economically. And then no one looks at the impact of solar and wind, what the environmental impact is for production, but also what happens to those used um, wind turbines, to those blades, to those solar panels when their life is expended. Uh, and that becomes another nightmare in landfills, just as uh, desktop computers did uh, several years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, such a great point. Doesn't get talked about a lot, but that is a big crisis on the horizon. Uh, Congressman, I want to ask you about this. You talked about innovation. One of the places where America is innovating more than anyone is in the, the nuclear power industry. It's often left out of the conversation by Democrats. How important is nuclear to a low carbon future? Uh, nuclear is extraordinarily important. Uh, you know, uh, several of us went to COP26 this year. And one of the things that we were doing was bringing up uh, the renewables that you have in organics, such as ethanol, biodiesel, manure digesters, but also bringing up the importance of nuclear. So we know that we have fourth and fifth generation nuclear reactors, that the smaller reactors are very safe. They're also working with the DOD for portable uh, nuclear reactors, but you cannot get to a carbon-free future um, without nuclear. So you need nuclear, you need our liquid fuels for flexibility within states, for those that travel long distances. Uh, you need wind and solar, but we also need to have manufacturing and mining of those metals that are necessary. You can't even improve the electric grid without having copper. And yet we, uh, you know, the Biden administration is not allowing the permits to go through for the Duluth mine uh, up in Minnesota. So we know we have rare earth elements. We have lithium, we have copper, we have cobalt. Um, you know, we have all of the natural resources in this country to be able to have a bright uh, future for rising energy demand. As you said, John, energy demand is not going down, it's going up. And we are not going to accept rolling brownouts and sky-high electricity prices as they're doing in California and as they're doing in Europe. Congresswoman, we've just got about 30 seconds left, so quick answer. I'm here in California. We obviously try to utilize wind and solar, but you do it very successfully in Iowa. If you could dumb it down, distill it down to just one thing, what are we doing wrong in California and what are you doing right in Iowa? Uh, in Iowa, we have, you know, an administration, a phenomenal governor, Governor Reynolds, who understands that there is a variety of energy sources and we're going to maximize what our natural resources here in our state. In California, they're trying to push just one one method of energy, and that's wind and solar. That is not enough to power California. Yeah, yeah. one size that contributes to the brownouts and blackouts. Congresswoman Miller makes we appreciate you so much your insight on all of this and we'll have you back on very soon. Stay with us here on Just the News Not Noe Done and I will be right back after this commercial week. Thank you to our sponsors. <laughs> 
Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to turn our attention to local and state issues. We're very lucky to have joining us right now, South Carolina's top law enforcement official, Attorney General Alan Wilson. General Wilson, so great to have you on the show today. John and Amanda, it's always great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, it's a great honor to have you on. Lots of news to cover in your own state. But first, I want to just uh, look to the south of Texas. I know every state's going to study this and try to learn from it. What does someone in your capacity have to do to study it and try to bring lessons back home to your own schools? Well, first, let me start off by saying our hearts and our prayers go out to that community. What a, what a horrible, gut-wrenching tragedy that was for all of us. Anyone that's a parent uh, feels that viscerally in their gut. And, and when I saw the news come out, when I saw those numbers start to climb, um, it just really it was a very, very sad moment for my family and me. We discussed it with the kids around the dinner table that night. It was very sad. So our hearts and our prayers go out to that community. And I think no matter where you are on the political spectrum, what happened down there was an act of unconscionable evil uh, to be able to do that to those those young people and those teachers. Um, it was just horrible. Uh, but to your question, um, you know, earlier this week, prior to learning about this horrible, senseless tragedy, I was involved with a bunch of other law enforcement officials in South Carolina working to get more um, federal grant dollars into schools to fund school resource officers, to put more boots on the ground, more men and women in the schools to protect our kids. It's amazing we live in a society where sometimes we, we protect our money in banks more than we protect our own children in the schools. And I think the first thing we can do is put law enforcement officials there, school resource officers, as a, as a front line of defense at the schools. And of course, we need to make sure that the security protocols in schools are actually put into place. And, and then, of course, also another thing I'm very concerned about is mental health. Um, years ago in South Carolina, we had an attempted school shooting that, thank God, was thwarted. But we passed after that the Ashley Hall, um, Ashley Hall bill, which is a mental health bill that per, 
prevents people with mental illnesses from getting access to guns. Um, but I think the one thing we need to be sure that we need to do is we need to get all the facts first before this knee-jerk reaction to start passing laws and uh, many of the laws that are already being violated in order to commit these types of atrocities, you know, they're not stopping it from happening the first time. So let's let's take a breath. Let's get the information. Let's let law enforcement on the ground do their jobs and let's process it as the information is made available to us. Yeah, so important to be thoughtful. Now. Yeah, I agree. I think so often the mental health aspect has been an issue that we've we've seen in these instances. But you, uh, as attorney general, are intimately knowledgeable of the repercussions of an open border, human trafficking, drug trafficking. And as we've talked about a lot, especially in the last few years, every state is a border state. And though people don't think of South Carolina as a state that's that's close to the border, those repercussions are reaching you. Talk to us about that. Earlier this month, we had a major press conference on a major drug trafficking um, bust here in South Carolina. And what's interesting about this drug bust is it, 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 it the evolution of it, it began with uh, Mexican drug cartels south of the border that were funneling in hundreds of millions of dollars of meth and cocaine all the way up to the southeast region and through Atlanta and into the upstate of South Carolina. And earlier last week, we had a, we had a, a press conference where we talked about the you know, hundred plus million dollars in drugs that were ultimately uh, funneled through into South Carolina and all the drug seizures that led to an investigation in stash houses in Atlanta, which busted up, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of drugs being disseminated over in our sister state. There were also opioids, uh, opioid pills that were laced with fentanyl. Uh, there were guns. I mean, all kinds of illicit, um, you know, drugs and illicit guns and illicit pills that were laced with uh, the deadly poison of fentanyl were, were being busted up. And I attribute a lot of this to the poorest borders we have in this country. And so every state, you don't have to be a, a border state like Texas, although they are a frontline state, you don't have to be on the actual physical border to be a border state in this country. And when we look at our human trafficking task force, we look at the drug bus that we're doing, it's all related to how easy it is to get into this country. And one of the things my colleagues and I have really been struggling with is the number of lawsuits we're having to bring against the Biden administration who seems at every turn they are trying to do something to either water down our asylum laws or they're trying to rescind or suspend Trump era regulations that made it more difficult to get into this country, uh, like such as Title 42, which is a public health policy that allowed us to turn away hundreds of thousands of illegals because of the COVID surges. Now they want to water that down. Uh, and then when you know when people get into the country, they they want to have the they want to rescind the in Mexico policy, which basically allows people to would put them outside the border, but now they're allowed to stay in the country and be released into the interior. And so everywhere we go, the Biden administration is making it easier for people to cross the border and do God knows what. One other thing, John and Amanda, is you know the the Central American Miners Program that they're trying to um, implement, which basically I call it the anchor parent. We've all heard of anchor babies. But this would allow an illegal who gets here to bring their illegal children back across the border once they're here. So you're like an illegal anchor parent. So every step of the way, um, we feel in the states that the federal government is not faithfully executing federal laws, the immigration laws that have been passed. They are not faithfully executing them. They're not enforcing the immigration laws. The states have been put in an onerous position of having to deal with the negative consequences of that. And because the Supreme Court has made it nearly impossible for us to implement our own rules, you know, because we have to re we now have to rely on the federal government and they're not getting it done. So we're left with these types of drug busts and human trafficking busts. It's extraordinary. And one area that you've taken uh, action in recently 
is challenging the Biden administration's efforts to create basically what we call an endless loop in the asylum process. Someone can get in the country and just stay here by appealing, appealing, appealing. Uh, this is important because just this week, sir, we learned from the Justice Department indictment in Ohio that the Iraqi national who was here uh, plotting to kill uh, President George W. Bush, former President Bush, actually took advantage of that asylum loophole to get in the country and stay here. Uh, why is what your lawsuit? Why, why is your lawsuit so important in terms of keeping us safe? Well, I mean, like I said, the federal government is not enforcing the rules are on the, that are currently on the books. They're trying to either rescind them or suspend them, or they're trying to water them down or actually not enforce them at all. And so what we want the government to do is, is to enforce the laws that are on the books. They are there for a reason. They are there because they are proven to work. But the federal government is not enforcing them. And, and as you mentioned with the asylum rules, they're doing everything they can to water them down, to make it easier for people to get into the interior of the U.S. and then to be released and then never to be seen or found again. And, of course, God knows what happens from that. So, again, as state's attorneys general, I'm working with my colleagues all over the country. It doesn't matter whether you're in Montana or whether you're in Virginia or whether you're in Arizona, Florida, Texas, Louisiana. We are all working together to try to make the federal government either enforce the rules that are on the books or stop them from rescinding the rules that are on the books that would make our borders safer. Attorney General, I want to switch gears to woke culture. I am not quite sure what any insurance company has business with uh, injecting transgenderism into schools. And I, I don't know why they take any part in that, but it was revealed last or earlier part of this week that State Farm was responsible for some of these uh, transgender friendly educational materials going into schools. And my amazing co-host uncovered that that wasn't the extent of it. Nearly 200 companies and I think about half a dozen government uh, entities were involved in this. this. This is just getting completely out of hand. And I know you as attorney general in South Carolina, you don't want to see this implemented in your kids' schools either. You know, and again, the people on the other side that advocate for these kind of policies, they try to make it about LGBTQ. They try to make it about, you know, a, a particular demographic or population. To me, it's really about the right of parents to have their children educated in an environment where the parents know what type of curriculum is being presented to the kids. Um, that's why here in South Carolina, my staff and I are currently working on a um, constitutional bill of rights for parents that would protect the parental rights and having your kids raised and, and educated in public schools and being able to know what type of material, what type of curriculum is being presented to your kids. And again, the left always tries to castigate. They try to basically you know, call everybody a bigot who doesn't agree with them. This is not about LGBTQ or transgender or anything like that. This is about, you know, basically educating your kids and reading, writing, arithmetic, the basics, the fundamentals. And if parents want to have their young children educated on those other things, they have the right to present that material to them. But basically um, putting this stuff in the public schools, especially at the elementary and middle school level, is really offensive to me, not only as the attorney general of this state, but also as a parent with two kids in middle school. And so our job is going to be to try to basically remind the federal government and even remind school boards here in South Carolina that it's the that the children that they educate do not belong to them. They belong to our citizens, the parents. And a parent has an, an inalienable right to raise their child the way that they want. It's a natural right, a right from God, and you don't have a right to indoctrinate kids when they're in elementary and middle school. Yeah, I know a lot of people are going to be cheering for that uh, Parents' Bill of Rights in your state, sir. It's always an honor to have you on. Thank you for spending time with us today and getting us up to speed on all these important issues. Thank you, John and Amanda. Good to see you. Thank you, sir. Well, that's about all the time we have. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more interviews 
from my favorite show, Just the News, Not Noise. Right after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. While the war continues to rage on between Russia and Ukraine, President Joe Biden jumped aboard Air Force One late last week, marking his first official trip to Asia as President of the United States, just like Amanda said. However, not too long after he took off from Washington, D.C., a Trump-appointed federal judge in Louisiana ordered an injunction that required Biden's administration to keep Title 42 in place, a major win for the border states. His ruling directed that the Biden administration violated administrative law when they announced their plan to halt Title 42 in April. This case will spend many more months in the judicial system, almost certainly is gonna get its way to the Supreme Court. And our next guest knows something about what's going on the border every day. He's there representing the men and women on the front lines fighting for our sovereignty, protecting that border. He is Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Brandon, great to have you back on the show, sir. John, it's always good to be with you. Amanda, how are you doing? We are great, so happy to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get your reaction to Friday night's big court ruling. Uh, what do you think about the judge's ruling? It's big, but it's not it's not that big for what most people are thinking. It's very big because it shines a spotlight on the issue and it's going to cause the mainstream media to actually cover it. Um, it's not that big in, in that it's not going to drop the numbers of people that are crossing the border illegally. Um, the problem is, is that President Biden has given way too many carve outs to too many countries. He allows too many people from too many countries to be exempted from Title 42. In fact, right now, we're probably only applying Title 42 to Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and a handful of other countries. The vast majority of countries are being released. In fact, if you look at, if, if you look at April, we released 110,000 people into the United States under the program that is dubbed Catch and Release. And that's the problem. That's what's inviting people to cross the border illegally. And that's why this judge's ruling really isn't going to have a whole lot, whole lot of effect right now, but it does shine the spotlight on the issue. Yeah, and Brandon, it does kind of seem like security at the border is a zero-sum game. If Border Patrol and police are not allowed to do their job, someone is going to gain control of the border. And just a few days ago, one of our correspondents here at Real America's Voice, Oscar L. Blue, uh, posted a video of six police units being burned by the cartel. It, do you think that it's accurate to assert that the cartels essentially have taken over control of the border? There are large stretches of the border that they absolutely control. What they do is they cross large numbers of, of illegal aliens into the United States. And what that does is that, that causes us 
to deploy our resources to that area, taking our agents to that area. And then when we take them into custody, we have to take that, we take our agents out of the field and take these aliens back to the stations and we have to process them. When we do that, it depletes our resources from the field. It creates artificial gaps in our coverage. And the cartels are then able to cross our higher value products, such as fentanyl, um, cocaine, ili- um, criminal aliens, aliens from special interest countries. It becomes a very dangerous situation because they know exactly how to dictate to us what our operations are going to be. And when they do that, they control large stretches of the border. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And yet our Homeland Security Secretary insists the border is secure. Is there any truth? Is there any hat that he, or any uh, peg he can hang his hat on when he makes that uh, incredible statement? No, absolutely not. It's just political rhetoric. All he's doing, he's not even giving any evidence to his uh, to his claims. We have all of the evidence on our side. All we have to do is look at total number of gotaways since this administration has been in office. Since this administration has been in office, and this is just a short year and four months, there have been 800,000 people that have been able to enter our country, were detected, but were able to get away. They were able to evade apprehension. That's what we call gotaways. And then on top of that, he has released more than 1.2 million people into the country. We have added to our population, uh, to our population, over two million illegal border crossers since he's been in office. In office, that is not operational control. Right about that. Yeah, yeah, and and Brandon, my concern is, you know, a lot of Republicans have rallied and campaigned, and let's be real here, they have fundraised off of securing the border. It's something that has been a part of at least the. Uh, spoken Republican platform for a long time. Now, if Republicans take back the House in November, my question to you is, do you think that they are really serious about doing something this time and actually securing the border? That definitely remains to be seen because we we saw it with President Trump. He wanted to secure the border and he controlled the White House, the Senate and the and um, the, the House of uh, I'm sorry, House of Representatives. And they did nothing. The Republicans didn't do anything to help him secure the border. He had to go it alone and develop policies that allowed us to do more on the border than we've ever done in the history of the border. But we dropped illegal immigration to 45 year olds. I was right there with him, helping him with that policy. And so it was very disappointing to see that the Republicans really didn't do anything in the first two years of his presidency. I believe that it's going to be different this time around. I do believe that the mandate is there from the American public. They want the border secure. And I believe the Republicans are actually going to have to put up this time. Yeah, well, the pressure is going to be on them and the spotlight if they were to get control. That's for sure, Brandon. Hey, I want to ask a little bit, because a lot of what the Democrats talk about when they sell this open border is it's they're trying to be humanitarian. They're trying to be good to the people who want to get into this country. But you you and your men and women see the bad side of this. The people who exploit this border force people into sex trafficking, force them into being drug mules. Are, are Describe a little bit about the plight of people who try to get here under this the, the Biden promise. What happens to them on their journey here? It's the most inhumane thing that I've ever seen in my life. In fact, the rule of law is what's humane. The rule of law is what protects people, whether that's people in the United States legally or it's even those people that are coming to the United States illegally. If we actually apply the rule of law, these people will not put themselves in the hands of the criminal cartels. We know that they rape, that they abuse physically and, and like I just said, rape sexually. And they also at times murder these people that put themselves in their hands to be brought to the United States. Again, it is very inhumane 
when you look at the leftist policies, when you look at their open border policy that allows these cartels to go into 157 different countries, advertise their services, convince people to give them thousands of dollars to get to the United States just to abuse them on their way up to the United States. Very inhumane, and it's very disingenuous. Disingenuous when the, when the left says that they want um, to protect people, because in reality, it's their, it's their policies that are putting people in harm's way. Yeah. The walk certainly doesn't reflect the talk. But speaking of talking, uh, President Biden seldom addresses the crisis at the border, even when members of his own party speak up about it and are disapproving of the notion that Title 42 could or should be lifted. Um, with respect to the, the limited words that he's spoken on it, he's he's gone. He's bailed out of the country. He's not here. And Title 42, today was the day that it was set to be lifted if a federal judge had not stepped in. How telling is it to you that Joe Biden was gone on the day that this potentially could have been lifted? It it clearly showed that he is pandering to the open border activists. If you look at the White House right now, it is filled with activists, whether it's open border activists or whether it's activists that want to defund the police. And then you look in DHS, all of the the, the political appointees in DHS. They're also activists. And that's the problem with the White House today. Our politics have become so polarized that a very small segment of people are able to control everything that takes place in our federal government. That should never happen, should not be allowed to happen. But that's what we're seeing under the Biden administration. The fact that he's never even come to the border to witness for himself what needs to be done to secure uh, America's future and the safety and security of all American citizens is disgusting and, and again, frankly, should never be allowed to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. Brandon, we haven't had you on since this uh, came down, but uh, all those uh, Border Patrol agents that were trying to round up people on horses, they've all been cleared of any wrongdoing. They were accused for the longest time of the most heinous of crimes, whipping people, things like that. We got about 45 seconds left. What do you want to say on behalf of all of those great hardworking agents that got smeared a few months back? They were cleared criminally, but they have not been cleared administratively. They could still lose their job, unfortunately. We will protect it. We will do everything that we can to keep their job. They did nothing wrong. They operated within policy. They did exactly what they were sent out to do. In fact, Secretary Mayorkas was there at the time that the horse patrol was deployed down to the border. They were doing a specific job that they were ordered to do, and then they got smeared, smeared by this White House. It's, it's wrong and should never happen. Yeah, it sure is. And you never get your name back once you are smeared that way. Brandon Judd, it's always an honor to have you on. You give us a straight talk from the border, which we don't get much of in Washington. So thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, Amanda and I have a great guest. First time on this show, Blake Masters. He's running for the Senate seat in Arizona against Mark Kelly. That's one of the prime targets that Republicans have. So we're going to talk to him about all that right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Election season, primary season, you can feel it in the air. I absolutely love it, which is why I am very excited to bring in our next guest. He is U.S. Senate candidate for Arizona, Blake Masters. Blake, thank you so much for joining us. Great to see you. Thanks, Amanda. All right. We're, it's the 23rd. We're a couple months out. Your primary is August 2nd. Give us an update on your campaign. Things are moving. Uh, we're surging. I think we're timing it right. You know, the latest polls have me and the other two viable candidates uh, tied around 20 percent. I'm running against Attorney General Brnovich, uh, who is maybe not the worst attorney general, but man, he's far from the best. So call him a mediocre politician. I think I'm going to beat him. I'm running against a wealthy businessman, uh, Jim Lehman who um, he's recently spent a non-trivial part of his personal fortune running attack ads against me, uh, which means I'm over the target. He's he's scared of me. And uh, I think I'm going to take this thing in August. And, and that means I'm going to beat Mark Kelly in November. So I'm doing more media events, more grassroots events, um, out fundraising my competition. President Trump has not weighed in in the race yet. Um, hopeful and optimistic about potentially earning his endorsement. I think that'd be a, a huge lift. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm running hard, and I think I'm going to be the, the nominee here this year in Arizona. Yeah, a lot of people are watching, and you are surging in the polls. The president did weigh in in an unusual way. He kind of weighed in against uh, Attorney General Bernovich with some pretty strong statements about being slow to address election irregularities and election concerns in Arizona. How did that uh, affect the race when that statement came out? I think, you know, it just it continued uh, Bernovich's slide into irrelevance. You know, he started at 40 percent. Everybody knew who he was. He's the right. eighth year attorney general. Like it really ought to be his to lose. But but not or even I think he's just going to come in third place. Um, you can't have political power and fail to do your jobs. You know, I think he's failed at election integrity. I think he's failed to do anything meaningful at the southern border. He's the chief law enforcement official in the whole state. And all these people who are coming here, especially the drug mules, especially the coyotes, the human traffickers, they're committing state crimes, too. But Bernovich, instead of prosecuting these people, uh, would rather just campaign from a Fox News studio. He goes on TV to complain about Joe Biden all day. Well, it's like, dude, how, how about you do your job? Obviously, Biden's not going to do his job. So what if you do your job and protect the people of Arizona? But Bernovich can't muster the will to do that. And that's why I think voters are going to punish him for it in August. Yeah, and Blake, you mentioned that one of your candidates is a wealthy businessman, but you have experience of working with successful businessmen, namely Peter Thiel, which is a big name in the tech world as a tech entrepreneur. And speaking of tech, as it relates to your campaign, what what is it like? Is is Peter Thiel communicating with you about this, kind of giving you wisdom in that department of your campaign? Yeah, I probably talk to him once or twice a week. And, um, you know, some of his advice is good. Other, you know, other advice I, I listen to and, and don't heed. And I'm running my own campaign. But I am super grateful for his support. You know, some some of my opponents want to smear me and say, oh, Blake's being funded by a California billionaire. And it's like, I wish we had more people like Peter on the right. You know, he yeah. is a he is yeah. a diehard conservative. I think he was President Trump's biggest backer in business in 2016. And I think we need more America. I always tell people, if you know more America first billionaires, please. Give them my cell phone number, right? I can use the support. That'd be great. 
<laughs> that, that's a good one. I like that. All right. Um, let me ask you about Mark Kelly, because in Arizona, which is traditionally a red state, it went a little purple this last time, but uh, he has aligned himself very closely with the Biden administration, unlike his the other senator in the state. Uh, how much trouble is he going to be in with the, uh, the, the base voter in Arizona, given the record he's, he's amassed in just a few 15 months? Tremendous trouble. I mean, I find it unforgivable. He, he basically lied to the people of Arizona. You know, when he was campaigning, he promised to be independent. He said all the same stuff that Cinema said. Cinema at least has been willing to be somewhat independent of Chuck Schumer, right? I still think she's far too left wing. I hope somebody beats her in, in 2024. But Mark Kelly has, has been 0% independent. This guy is a rubber stamp vote for the, the Biden, Schumer, open borders, inflation agenda. Um, and so he pretends to be a moderate, but he's just as radical as Bernie Sanders, if you actually look at his voting record. And I think I'm by far the best candidate uh, who's going to tie Mark Kelly to that left wing voting record. He'll try to be the cool astronaut. Um, he'll try to be this moderate. But it's like, dude, you're voting for open borders and inflation. And just last week, Mark Kelly voted for unlimited abortion nationwide on demand up until the moment of birth which is something that 90% of Arizonans and Americans know is ghastly and should not be allowed. So I think he's out of step. He's just a left-wing radical. And I'm going to make sure every voter in Arizona knows that come November. Yeah, it certainly brings new meaning to the term uh, out to space when it comes to his political leanings and him listening to his base. Uh, we just had National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd on last segment and had a conversation, very frank conversation about the border. How much has the border uh, been a factor in your campaign? It's huge. It is it is the issue, maybe right up there with election integrity. Right. But those two issues, I mean, they're so existential to this country. And, you know, you heard from from Brandon Judd and he's fantastic. And man, God bless our Border Patrol. You know, these guys have hard jobs in the best of circumstances. Well, Biden is giving them the worst of circumstances. Sometimes they're literally prevented from doing their jobs. And, you know, it's almost impossible to exaggerate how bad the situation is at the southern border. You've got uh, illegal aliens, you've got fentanyl, you've got cartel members. They're just flooding through with impunity. You know, and thank goodness this uh, this federal judge from Louisiana, um, you know, just halted the repeal of Title 42. Uh, this is a fantastic development. And I think that judge, who's a Trump appointee, by the way, literally saved the country. Um, but this is a temporary fix. I think the Trump administration was, was genius in realizing they could use Title 42 to expel all these migrants. There's a genuine public health threat. Uh, but this is also a Band-Aid. You know, we need so many more solutions. We need to finish President Trump's wall. I think we need to triple, maybe even we need five times more border patrol. We need advanced technology on the border. Uh, I, I think that the correct amount, call me old fashioned, but the correct amount of illegal immigration is zero. And we need to get back uh, to a number that's much closer to zero. Right now it's millions and millions of people every year. That's crazy. Yeah, it is, it is remarkable. Uh, I want to ask a little bit about the Republican Party, which has had multiple opportunities in my 30 year reporting career in Washington to fix the border. You're going if you were to win and you were to get into the Senate, you would be one of the faces of the border. You can translate those stories of the ranchers and, and uh, the mothers who won't let their kids go out and play near the border because they might get run over by a car. How would you work to try to get the Senate to get meaningful immigration reform? I think just by shouting from the rooftops and telling people what's going on, this is ruining the country. I literally think it's ruining the country. Um, and I also think this is a left wing electoral strategy. I always get in trouble when I say this. The left just loves to write hit pieces and they say this is racist and bigoted. Of course, it's nothing of the kind to point out the obvious truth, which is the left wants to bring in millions of illegal aliens. And then they want to give these people amnesty. They want to make these people voters. 
The left's policies are so unpopular, they know they can't win fair and square. So they're just trying to manufacture and import a new electorate. And you got to wake up uh, fellow Republicans in D.C., you know, and, and let them know the correct amount of illegal immigration is zero. It's hurting individual people here in Arizona. It's hurting the country. And so we just have to fight. And I won't vote to fund Biden's Department of Homeland Security unless and until he restarts construction of the border wall. It's our turn to play hardball. And Blake, you are uh, a young guy running for uh, Senate. What is the youth vote like in Arizona? Because I've, I've noticed that in other states, particularly here in California, youth are really, really getting involved on, on the grassroots level, becoming activists, but also campaigning, volunteering. What is that like for you? Well, we're seeing uh, we're seeing a big influx of, of energy and young Republicans in Arizona. It's fantastic. The Arizona Young Republicans chapter is is a fantastic organization. You know, I'm friends with Charlie Kirk, who's doing amazing work at Turning Point. You know, the conservative um, youth activist network that they're building there is, is fantastic. And I think we're going to attract in, in my campaign, we're going to attract a lot more younger voters, people who might not ordinarily vote, people who might not ordinarily vote Republican. And without pandering to these people, right, just very naturally, because I'm young, I know how to talk to them. I know that young people in America feel jaded. They look around at the future and they're freaked out because it's true. The establishment has failed them. The danger is without young conservative messengers like me, young people might follow the siren song of AOC and Bernie Sanders. Free stuff, free stuff. Right. That always sounds good. Well, we know where that ends up. It ends up in socialism. It never works. And so I'm the young messenger who can say, no, here's where we go. We go in this America first direction and we're going to use this this influx of young energy and talent to rebuild the American uh, Republican Party. It's going to be fantastic. I love it. Your generation has got to take the baton at some point, And we applaud you for doing that. And we'll be watching your campaign very closely heading into those primaries on August 2nd. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to spend some time with Dave Bossy. That's right. He's the head of Citizens United and a close advisor to President Trump still, even to these days. Lots to talk about on the political front right after these commercial messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back, everybody. We are delighted to also welcome back to the show Dave Bossy, the president of Citizens United. David, good to see you again. Hey, thanks for having me back. Good to see you, Amanda. We are delighted Andrew. to have you. And I want to talk about the Pennsylvania Senate uh, GOP primary. So Dr. Oz apparently is ahead now with just a tiny number of votes. And now uh, the RNC is getting involved regarding undated absentee ballots. And it just kind of seems like a mess. Can you please clear it up for us? <laughs> if, if we could get this clear, we, you know, I think we 
we'd be making a lot of news. This, this is an unbelievable uh, situation we find ourselves in. First of all, with over a million votes cast, uh, high intensity for Republican primary voters across the country, no matter what state you're looking in, it is a high, uh, high intensity turnout. And, that, and that's the same uh, in Pennsylvania we're finding. And in this particular case, all of the candidates, every one of them was for Donald Trump and a supporter of America First policy. Every one of them, only one got the president's endorsement, and that's Dr. Oz. Uh, but they all were for the same set of issues of protecting our children from those horrific issues you were just talking about with the great attorney general in South Carolina trying to protect our kids. To, to drugs and human trafficking and the scourge of violent crime. Um, Americans are waking up to reject Joe Biden's radical agenda for America. And we're going to see that this November because all Republicans are going to come together to defeat the left. Uh, but we're going to get some vibrant, and we've seen it, we've, we're going to get some vibrant and exciting primaries out there. And, and uh, the, the, the best man or woman is, is going to come out of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of exciting primaries, Wyoming's a big one. And I know the president is headed out there Saturday to campaign uh, against Liz Cheney. Uh, your, your thinking about uh, the energy that he'll bring to that race and how it might transform the race. Wow. Uh, Liz Cheney is a train wreck for uh, the Republican Party, is a disaster for America. Uh, her broken worldview, uh, her uh, hatred of Donald Trump, which is permeated every ounce of her being. She loves to stand up and be self-righteous and say that she's a, a conservative first and a constitutional conservative, and she's someone who is fighting to protect America. That's all garbage. Every single day, Liz Cheney is in Congress. She is doing the work of Nancy Pelosi. She is doing the work of the Democrat Party to make sure that Nancy Pelosi stays as uh, Speaker of the House. There is no denying that. Uh, Liz Cheney can sit there and argue all day long that she's self-righteous. Too bad. Um, you know, she's off the team. She's off the uh, reservation. She doesn't understand the fight that America is in. Uh, we are in a fight for the future of America, and she has put herself and her own pride ahead of it. Um, and she's going to lose and lose big. President Trump's going to go to Wyoming, uh, you know, two months after uh, two months after the Republican National Committee censured Liz Cheney and said that she was doing the work of exactly, as I said, of Nancy Pelosi and of the Democrat Party, somebody who has lost touch with the Republican Party and is no longer a Republican in the Wyoming Republican Party. She's she has been kicked out. This is this. These are problems that are not going to go away until she is defeated in this primary come mid-August. And I got to tell you, it can't happen soon enough. Um, the, the, the interesting part of this is tomorrow is the deadline to file tomorrow. Mm. She is not filed for reelection. So everyone needs to be paying attention. Maybe she's raised all this money, $7 million, and put together a fundraising machine to run for president because she knows the citizens of Wyoming are going to reject her come August. Hmm. Oh, Something we're going to have to keep an eye on there, Dave. I didn't know that. 
about that? It's tomorrow, Jack. Yeah, and I don't. Tomorrow, baby. I don't think it's just Wyoming Republicans who have rejected her, judging by the sentiment across all 50 states. But since you bring up that race, obviously a very formidable opponent, Harriet Hageman, running against her. I guess if she does file by tomorrow, which we'll definitely look out for that. But. To me, that is something that uh, I've been looking out in other races because you saw Democrats throw a lot of money behind Liz Cheney. And it seems like this has become their M.O. this time around, especially throwing money behind the anti-Trump opponents. Are you worried about that going into mid midterms as far as the fundraising that's being thrown behind these candidates? You know, President Trump has an incredible success record uh, in these primaries. His endorsement matters. Uh, the American people, the Republican primary voters, uh, listen to it, are engaged with him, and believe that he means uh, what he says and says what he means. And that's what's a refreshing thing about uh, politics since the since uh, Donald Trump's come on the scene in 2015. They, they can try to do anything they want, uh, but we're going to win. And we're going to win in these primaries. We're going to continue to win. We don't win every single one of them, but we're winning almost every single one of them. You know, it's it's a boring non-story when uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, and Tim Griffin, two endorsed candidates, win with 85 percent of the vote in, in Arkansas. But it's you know, it's 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 nobody nobody talks about it. But it's 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 big news when Brian Kemp wins. The mainstream media hates Donald Trump more than they love America. We've been saying it for a long time. They are broken. And, and just look at what they how they cover the 2020 rigged elections. Um, it's the same way they covered, oh, John, I don't know, Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, Russia collusion story. Yeah. Uh, hey, we are just finding out in the last week or so that Hillary Clinton personally ran it, uh, ran that operation out of her campaign, a campaign that ended up the American people were told by the mainstream media that Donald Trump is a Russian plant, a Russian agent for six years. And we're just finding it out. It's just like the Hunter Biden laptop story, which, John, you worked so hard on uncovering. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the mainstream media said for two years, this is a non-story. It doesn't exist. Do not believe it. It's a Russian plant story. Again, comes right out of Joe Biden's mouth, by the way. And yeah. what do we find out two years later? Oops, that's right. It is a story. These people, the mainstream media, lie to the American people every day and try to reinforce it. And the American people are, have woken up and are very smart about it. So we're going to win uh, and we're going to continue to win. And Donald Trump is going to help the Republicans get the majority in both the House and the Senate this November. And we're going to look forward to 24. Yeah, there's no doubt the energy is there. You see it in the turnout numbers. I think in Georgia, the, the 25, 30 percent more Republicans turned out than Democrats did in the main races. And, you know, while the, while the uh, media crowed about Brian Kemp winning because they could take a shot at Donald Trump, they missed, I think, the bigger story. This is the first election under the new election integrity law. There was no voter suppression. There was record turnout. turnout. The, the law really made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. How do Republicans get that message out that election integrity works? Well, I, you, it's exactly right. We have to be harping on that. We have to be showing the examples. Uh, you know, and, and, and as I said, turnout is up across the country. Voter intensity. But, but you know, J Joe Biden is so shameful, but he called Georgia's election law the new Jim Crow. He knows no boundaries. Uh, and, and, and it's really a disgusting display of political hackery. Uh, of what he did and what the Democrats did, only to find that the Republicans turned out in Georgia uh, overwhelmingly in 
far greater numbers than the historic turnout of 2018. So to your to your question, it is it is easier to vote and harder to cheat in Georgia. And I think that those are the types of things, including uh, 24 state legislatures since 2020 outlawing private money like Mark Zuckerberg did in 2020 and put his thumb on a scale for Joe Biden. 24 states have passed those laws. Five of those states um, had Democrat governors vetoed it. So North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Louisiana. The, de the Democrat governors vetoed bipartisan legislation to outlaw lots of voter integrity uh, issues and, and, uh, uh, and corrections to their own state systems. But the Democrat governors, yeah. they veto it because that's the only way they can win. Well, call me a cynic, but even with the new law passed in Georgia, I'm still very concerned about cheating and fraud, David. I think you would agree there is still a lot of work to be done, but we are out of time for this segment today. David Bossy, president of Citizens United, it was great to see you again. And we will have you back on again very, very soon. We'll be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, folks, that wraps up our Sunday edition. Thank you for joining. Always glad to have you aboard. Have a happy Sunday, blessed with God's graces and, and good family and friendship. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Memorial Day with a very important salute to all the heroes who have given the ultimate sacrifice in America, all those who have given limb and hardship for this country. And of course, we also honor all the families. Uh, they, they are just as important in the fight in this country because they stand behind their the fighting men and women and they get them through hard times, whether it's PTSD or injuries or other things. And so we're going to honor all of that. It's a great show tomorrow. Check it out. We'll be back in the morning. God bless you and good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.